Shot clock turned off. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Slipper Still Fits, your favorite podcast that you don't hear about. Uh, I'm here with Jordan Freisinger. We're back. How you feeling? Back as ever. Been a while. Oh, man, it's been a while. Now, we seem to do this a lot. We take lots of hiatuses. Hiatus, is that how you say that? Hiatuses? Close enough, close enough. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fact check Our myself followers, on that. I thought followers know what you're talking about. Exactly, all 10 of them. And uh, just dab, dab, dab cough, dab cough. Yeah, we're off to a hot start. Anyway, uh, let's let's get let's get right into it. So uh, our favorite segment, Tiger Dead or Alive, watch. What is our status on Tiger? Me first. Yes. I'm not only going to say is Tiger Woods alive. I'm going to say he's alive. He's well, and he's got a swing that he can win that he can win with. I'm going to leave it right there. I saw the stinger. I don't know if you saw the stinger. I saw the driver, little tight. It's a swing you can win with. He's alive. I think, and I think the uh, the young guys are getting a little nervous. You saw the comments on, on Tiger's Instagram. Ricky Fowler in the comment section. I, I don't know. I know Ricky, Ricky Fowler is not a, not a strong-minded individual. We know that. Maybe he's trying to, to, to take away a little mental real estate that Tiger's already established, but... When there's a, when there's a cat on the course, it's a different story. Everybody knows that. <laughs> oh boy, I, I, we all know golf is better with Tiger Woods in it. Um, uh, to see Tiger making progress is good for the sport. I think uh, most importantly, uh, when you got a guy like Tiger Woods as polarizing as he is, it's good to see him making a comeback. Even though he's made like eight comebacks at this point, um, this is the comeback. This is the one, though. This is the one. This is the comeback. Can I make a statement? Yeah. All right. I'm not – it's been said that Tiger might not play in the hero, but I'm going to say right now Tiger Woods is going to win the hero. Wow. The hero. The most important tournament of the year, he's going to win the hero right <laughs> out the gate. By far the most important tournament that I've never heard of, to be honest with you. Imagine Ricky Fowler's mental real estate after he wins the hero. Oh, he's going to be in shambles. How much of Ricky Fowler's own head will Ricky Fowler own after that? <laughs> I, I have no idea. So genuinely, oh, genuinely, genuinely good for sports. Tiger Woods being Tiger Woods being back, good for sports. Uh, you know, my take on this is, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing. I, I definitely like what I'm seeing in his progress. I think, to be honest with you, having to post videos of your progress is like a sort of a, a a move where you're like trying to remind everybody hey i'm still here you know like i'm 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 still alive so yeah you know what you know who would try to make sure they're alive a dead person a dead person would try to make tell everybody they're alive so you just flipped that around i i took a total 180 <laughs> with that now does it change your opinion that the shot that he posted we haven't seen him hit a stinger since the back problem started fair enough but, I'll argue it's maybe 2013. But but who knows if he didn't wince in back pain as soon as the video ended? We don't know. The video that's, ends. 
who knows that there wasn't a root underneath the ground at the driving range. <laughs> I mean, look, Tiger, I, I hope Tiger comes back. Uh, I've been hopeful for a long time now, but it's it's been a while since I've seen Tiger in, in peak at peak performance. So I, I my confidence isn't at an all-time high. But we're, as a podcast, we're hopeful for Tiger to come back. And, yep. you know. We're, we'll, we're, we're a sports podcast. We're a sports so podcast, and we hope. And we're we're hopeful that the sports the sports world becomes better place with Tiger in it. Um, and and if not the be- the the least it does is it gets us ready for golf season because I'm already excited. I know you are too. Golf season is a great season for everybody involved. Uh, all right, so uh, let's move on. Uh, good talk about Tiger. Let's move on to the Super Bowl halftime show. We're a sports podcast, but we're definitely an entertainment podcast at heart. Uh, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, in my opinion, Justin Timberlake, will be doing the Super Bowl halftime as a return from his 2004 halftime show fiasco. What are your thoughts on JT doing the halftime show? Uh, do we want to talk about 2004 or actual JT first? Let's talk about actual JT first. I am a huge Justin Timberlake fan. He's a unbelievable performer. It's going to be a great halftime show. He's going to rock it. And they're going to mention two, 2004 about 100 times. There will be an over-under on it. I, I don't disagree with you. 2004 will be mentioned. Uh, I think JT is going to do a great job. Uh, I he's, think he's, he's one of the world's best performers we've ever seen. Uh, he's, just, he's just really, really great at what he does, and I'm excited to see it. And it has me excited for the Super Bowl. Now, whether or not my Cowboys will be in the Super Bowl depends on how much I'll be enjoying the halftime show. But that being said, uh, I'm excited for it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to a great performance. But let's let's uh, backtrack a little bit. Let's go back into the past. Let's relive that 2004 halftime show fiasco. What grade were you in when that happened? Yeah, uh, I was actually just thinking about that. And I, I want to say uh, third. I want to say third. Uh, well, I was in third grade, so I feel like, grade. yeah. I was in fifth grade then. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so that was a uh, Panthers Patriots, I believe. Yes, it was. And fun fact about that titty is, uh, <laughs> that titty was the first titty I saw in the presence of another adult that was not one of my parents. So it was a big moment. It was a big moment for me. The first, the, fir- the first titty. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't expect that. Um, it- like you 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 mark moments in your life like like older people like jfk assassination us 9-11 janet jackson's titty did, did uh, you did you just put those all in one category oh, i'm just saying like you, you mark points in your life and that's one of the point like a major point in my life that i remember that was the first titty i saw not around my parents that's that's good to know i'm happy to hear that uh so- Oh, I one thing I do know is I was in third grade and I wasn't really sure how to react to it, being that I was a, you know, a, a elementary school kid hadn't hadn't seen a whole lot in my experience, so uh, that was a new experience for me. Um, I believe she had a nipple ring on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like a little guard, like a little cover. Yeah, that was something I didn't expect. Yeah, um, I, I do. <laughs> Yeah, you you let oh, sure. just gonna describe it. Yeah, you you let me know, and I, I I remember distinctly 
thinking, what is on there? What what even is that? And uh, to and and I guess you know to go back into milestones in my life, I'm gonna have to agree that was also my first that I'd seen with other adults in the room. So yeah, probably your first one you saw in front of your parents, right? Oh, so it it looks like us. I don't think my I think I was at a, another uh, person's house for the game, oh. so I don't know if my parents were in the room or not. Okay. But I do remember you were with a babysitter. Yeah. You had a babysitter in fifth grade? Uh, my, I think my parents were in like Mexico or something and she was like a teacher. It was, it was a weird situation. <laughs> a weird situation. So uh, actually it was a, uh, a silver like star nipple cover. Really? Kind of looks like a silver starfish. That's pretty classy. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice titty. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm glad we've covered this. This was this was this was worth the this is worth the topic. Would, uh so uh spin spin off of that, would you say that uh Janet Jackson cuz if I remember correctly, I think the Patriots came back and won that game. Would you say that Janet Jackson sparked the Belichick Brady era? You know, I always go back and you you think, you know, tuck rule, you think you think all these these different things sparking the Patriots dynasty, but if we're really looking at it, Janet Jackson started the Patriots dynasty. So, you know what? Credit to Janet Jackson for starting one of the greatest sports dynasties of all time. Uh, really, without Janet Jackson, we have no Tom Brady. So, uh, I have Justin Timberlake either. Exactly. So, Janet Jackson, thank you. Thank you for, for being a big-time help in the sports world. Uh, moving on, we're going we're gonna to move on from, from Janet Jackson and uh, – Justin Timberlake. Uh, we're talking about the World Series. Games one and two down. Game two, one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Oh man, uh, we we've got we've got great characters like Yasiel Puig in the World Series that we're excited to watch. We've got great pitching. We've got great hitting. Uh, I mean, this World Series so far, it looks like it has it all. Uh, and the the thing that I really like is uh, they're going back and forth, mocking each other. Like you see. You see Puig uh, after they tied up that game in game two doing the crotch chop to the other team as they're rounding bases. You see Correa when he hit the the solo shot. He looked over to Puig on the sideline and did the tongue out. They're going back and forth. It's friendly, but it's it's a lot of entertainment. And the the good thing about baseball is it gives – there's a lot of opportunity for personality, I think, because it is a slower game. And when you get two teams like this where you have good personality, it makes it a lot of fun, especially especially them being good games. Yeah, and I think uh, the best part about the World Series is you throw out all the unwritten rules of baseball and all the unwritten laws because it's the most competitive series of the year and possibly in all sports. And yeah. uh, you, you throw out all those unwritten rules and, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's it's all about having fun and all about the entertainment aspect. And I think that's why the world series is such a fun time for a sports fan. Even if you're not a baseball fan, uh, you can tune into the world series and still enjoy it a decent amount. And the, be- the, you know, you get a chance to see the best players on the best stage of baseball, really, you know, hammered out for nine innings and you've got, you got great pitching. And then, uh, with the, the bats that are coming alive late for both teams, it's, it's really impressive. It's, it's, uh, so far it's lived up to the hype. And I'm really excited to see where this series goes. Hopefully, it goes seven games. I I'm hoping it goes seven games because game one and two I couldn't have asked for much more. Uh, little little thing I wanted to ask you about was I don't know if you've picked this up, but 
there's a rumor, and I, I'm actually I've, I've heard it to be true because I've actually looked it up quite a bit that uh, Altuve uses a random bat when he goes to the batter's box. He doesn't have his own bat. Uh, generally in the MLB, everybody has their own bat. You know their grip, whatever, whatever they like, pine tar, whatever. Altuve just grabs somebody's bat and goes to the plate. You know what? It, it, what's what's weird about that is Altuve's bat always looks like it's bigger than him. <laughs> what so is, but, it, it is, but to grab a, that's that's like borderline insane, isn't it? Because it, talk about for, the most mental he sport. Is, he he just plays baseball. That's that's for me like. He, it's just like for for me, it's like him walking up to the park, grab, park grabs a bat, let's play. Yeah, just uh, plays a little, plays a little stick ball. Yeah, we made the joke. He could he could hit three hundred with a handful of Twizzlers. Oh, Altuve could hit three hundred with just about anything. That should be a segment. What can Altuve hit three hundred with? If we find if we find an item that we think Altuve can hit three hundred with. Uh, before recording a pod, we will discuss it. That's a promise. Altuve can hit three hundred with. Probably my iPhone. I bet Altuve could hit at least 250, 300 with this phone. It, it looks like a lot of swinging bunts that he could beat out to first. Exactly. Uh, what else? It, I mean, there's. I'm looking at different. Here we go. Lysol disinfectant spray. This is. No, looks, there's too much pop in that. He, yeah. he hits 100. Yeah, he hits probably 400 hits, with this thing. pounds. <laughs> And Altuve comes up to the plate with a can of Lysol, and he ropes one into the sack. Exactly. I mean, the guy's the guy's a cheat code, and he has been for a while. But he's fun to watch. You pulling for anybody in this series? You know what? Uh, I'm not. Uh, you know, when it comes to the baseball fandom, I'm strictly a Mariners fan, and I don't really have a uh, who I'm. And it, as sad as that is to say, uh, I mean, I just like to be in the playoffs. Okay. There'll be better days. Oh, I know. I'm sure. Better the Mariners, but there'll be better days. It's yeah. I've been saying that since 2000. Um, but uh, I don't know if I'm pulling for anybody. Uh, you know, th- both teams have players that are likable players, so it's Very. hard. It's hard for me to like pick one. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, you know, with the the pitching duel that's going on, you've got Kershaw and Verlander who are pitching lights out right now. Um, yep, Kershaw. Those- Mr. Upton. Yeah. <laughs> really, Mr. Upton? <laughs> he, I, I heard he took her name, but. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, and you guys got you got guys like Puig, so it's hard not to pull for a guy like Puig in the yeah. World Series. Um, he's, he's probably my favorite player uh, in the whole MLB at this did, point. Did you see when he dove for the ball and he missed it and he decided to take his glove off and. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Get out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) I need to borrow my tumbler. Cable's here. Our favorite favorite March Madness picker, Cable. Jack Cable's here. Recurring guest. Yeah, fantastic. Regardless, so talking about the World Series, uh, Yasiel Puig, great to to watch, great for baseball. Obviously, Jose Altuve, great for baseball, and we've got you got great players like Correa, and uh, you know Justin Turner has been, has been lights out for the Dodgers. Um, it's just it's going to be a great series. Everyone's playing well too. It seems like so. It's just I, I can see it going seven. I hope it does. The playoffs have been great so far, and it's going to be a nice capstone. Oh yeah, 
All right, so let's get to our favorite part of the podcast, uh, as usual. Uh, we're wrestling guys at heart. Obviously, obviously wrestling is where our heart is, and uh, oh, and we have a new shirt. Look at that for the and for what? the for the ailing yep. Roman Reigns, who we're we're going to talk about, who couldn't make TLC because of an illness that's going around uh, the WWE. Um, it's rough right now to be a wrestler. Yeah. It, well, it, it, you're traveling a lot. I can I can see them contracting things together. I don't know. Maybe a little groupie action. I don't know. I don't know what they're passing around. I have no idea. Obviously, obviously they're doing a lot of stuff together. You know, the, there's a lot of contact made in wrestling. So, you know, you could see. I could see how that disease would spread pretty easily. So let's talk about TLC. One of the strangest pay per views I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, on short notice, you got the WWE scrambled and put together a pretty decent pay per view. Um, uh, it was it was strange, it was weird, but it was worth the watch. And I uh, I want to hear your take on uh, on TLC. So um, I've been a little bit behind on wrestling. Uh, so a lot of a lot of times I do this, I get to jump in at a pay per view and watch it for pure wrestling, and it's actually somewhat enjoyable. I like being caught up in the storylines, don't get me wrong, but sometimes when you get a little separated and you just get to focus on the pure wrestling, it's decent. I don't think this was the pay-per-view for it, for, for, that, type, for that type of no. analysis, but I, I, I was thoroughly enjoyed. I broke it up. I watched it in two different segments. I was, I was thoroughly enjoyed. There was enjoyable, there was enjoyable matches. There was brutal matches. Don't get me wrong. The Enzo match was brutal. Oh, um, gosh. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that match. Oh, overall, though, it's about do you enjoy watching the pay-per-view? Yes, I enjoyed watching the pay-per-view. I think it was good. And and I honestly, I, I think it's headed in a, in a good direction. There's, there's so much talent now. It's like you think where we were two years ago, and you can throw together a pay-per-view like this and the, and the writing be completely arbitrary or, or like they're on acid or whatever you want to call it. And it's – like there's so much talent that it's still enjoyable and it's a, it's a good place. Uh, what did what did you think about it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I I thought with even with how weird it was, uh, it was it was definitely a pay per view that I would uh, recommend for other wrestling fans to watch. Um, yeah. You know the matches. Uh, there were there were some bad, some some really good. Um, I I mean obviously you know guys like uh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles are going to put on a great match just because of how talented they are. Yeah. Um, that was great for short notice. They put on a, a fantastic match. Uh, you got guys in the main event who are just too talented to not have good spots. Yeah. Um, it was strange, but it, there was definitely good spots in it. And, uh, you know, I, I, rec- I would, I would say it was a, it was a solid B minus B pay-per-view. Yeah. I was thinking around in that, in that range too. It was, it was good enough. It was good enough for me to watch. Uh, they've done better, but you know, on short notice, that's really all I could have expected out of it. Yeah. So let's go down. Let's, uh, let's go down the line of the matches real quick. Uh, do you have the list up? I I do. We started with, uh, Emma's debut as a single. There you go. In a pay-per-view. Emma's debut as a pay-per-view. I thought she looked really good against Asuka. Yeah, I so I'm a fan of Emma actually, and I, I do like Asuka. I think she's great, and they spent I don't know what would you say they've spent like a month and a half building her they've, for this. Well, they've had to with her, her being undefeated and whatnot. Uh, she's she's gonna get a lot of time. 
Yeah, so the, re- the result wasn't a surprise or anything, but I, I thought it was a decent match. The they're surpri- Having a couple women's matches on there and having them both be decent is, is good. I like that. It, I think it speaks volumes for the depth of the women's division right now and the, and the talent that's in there. And basically for this match, like having a, non, a non-belted uh, women's match is just I – th- I think it's cool. And, and, and I, think, I think Asuka and uh, Bliss is going gonna, is gonna to be an exciting, an exciting buildup. I, I don't know if I see uh, Bliss retaining through that, but I think it's uh, based on, on that match that it'll it'll be good. I'm 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 excited to see what we get in in that perspective right there. No, Oscar Oscar is going to be great for women's wrestling, obviously, in the, on the main roster. Um, I thought Emma got a lot more offense in than I thought she should have. Um, yeah. If we're going to talk about how dominant Oscar is supposed to be, I thought that was a little interesting. But other than that, I thought uh, the match was solid for the most part uh, to start off the pay per view. Uh, moving on, we had the tag match, uh, I think, was next. Yeah, uh, Kendrick and Gallagher and Alexander and Swan. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wasn't super interested in that. Uh, I, I think, do you like Cedric Alexander? Because I, I kind of do. I do uh, like I mean, His athleticism is unparalleled, but, uh, you know, he's just, I think he needs a little bit more character development for me to really buy into what he's doing. Yeah, he, he hasn't gotten much uh, opportunity on the 205 Live, though. Uh, like to to show he hasn't I don't think he's done I don't think he's wrestled by himself on 205 live has he he has but it's been in spot in like different spots and it's been kind of yeah. weird uh I, he needs to get better on the mic really for him to be successful at that level because obviously uh with 205 live it's it's become the Enzo show so yeah. uh yeah. I think whoever's mic skills are the best that's who's going to end up prevailing um doesn't matter how, um, it's kind of sad doesn't matter how good of a wrestler you are you got to be able to you know get ratings and that's yeah. what Enzo it's, does it's entertainment so, uh yeah. exactly Alex Henderson Swan won whatever we I don't know we don't really care that much yeah so whatever uh what was the next one uh we are moving on to Bliss oh a championship match Bliss you know, and James you know I wasn't sure if uh, Mickey James was going to come out and and perform very well but I thought she did okay I, see, I, I think she's good. I think she's been uh, good on the mic lately. She did she did well with her. Uh, oh, I'm re- recording. She did she did well with uh, selling her. Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, she did she did well selling the arm injury, even through her interview. I like that. You don't see that sometimes in girls. Uh, but there's good sell there. She's good on. She's decent on the mic. Uh, I think it helps out that she's wrestling with Alexa because you know what I think of Alexa. But it, it was a good match to watch, honestly. Like like I said before, I've been I've been enjoying the women's matches more than I had in, in past, and I'm emotionally invested in it now. Yeah, no, I I, I 100% agree. Uh, uh, Mickey James looked really good. Um, I think Alexa's the best right now. Yeah, I think she's great. Um, she's definitely worthy of being the champion. So. Uh, Kudos to her, and I think hopefully her reign continues until we get uh, Alexa Asuka. Yeah, it, it, I can't wait, actually. It's going to be a great match. All right, so moving on, what we got next? We have uh, Enzo and Kalisto, and if anything, if there's two people that don't have any compatibility between Enzo having no offense, like or extremely limited offense, and or just like what he's – able to do in Kalisto just 
not understanding how to play off the crowd at all, which is all Enzo knows how to do. There's no compatibility. There was the worst match I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if it's the worst match I've ever seen, but it definitely wasn't a good one, which was disappointing. I just don't see why you. I just don't see why you have those guys wrestle each other. I don't know. They're just looking to fill time. Is is my concern? I mean, obviously, Kalisto's a very talented wrestler. Um, yeah, he does a lot of great things, but I don't know. It just didn't work. All right. So qu- quickly, would you rather get the ten minute Enzo Kalisto match, or would you take ten minutes of The Rock standing there and not saying anything? Well. At least The Rock would be suspenseful. As a space filler. I don't know. At least The Rock would be suspenseful. But, you know, because that match was just yeah. bad. It was just bad. It was, it, was, it was the pisser match before we get to Styles and Finn Balor. Exactly. So let's move on to what was a great impromptu match. Yes. Of Styles and Finn Balor. Uh, I enjoyed it all the way through. Um, to have... Uh, AJ come in and short notice off of a oh, tour he was coming off of in South America to come into a pay-per-view like that. I mean, it was impressive as all hell. Um, to, uh, to see two guys like that that are pretty much the same type of wrestler with a, with a aerial offense and a, and a solid grappling background, uh, it was fantastic all the way through. There... When you get two guys like that, you're always going to have a good match. Um, I, I saw the I, – I really liked the match. I saw the match catching some heat on Twitter actually. Um, going back – because I, I don't know. I like to see people's reactions. So going back and looking at it, I, I saw it catching some heat. But I think a lot of that is attributed to the expectations you have when you're thinking about a Finn Balor and AJ Styles match that you're thinking about possibly like a match of the year type of – well, yeah, uh, type, but when the, those match of the years come out when you have time to plan them. Yeah, those, those that, two, that was my argument, yeah. yeah those, those two had to put on a match without any sort of planning. So, yeah. I mean, what else What else do you expect out of them? They're, they're going to go out there, do what they do, do what they do best, and and that was put on a, put on a good show. And they did yeah. that. So I was I had no problem with it. Maybe they people expected better spots. Maybe they expected more offense. I don't know. I thought it was great, to be honest with you. So, I, so those people that are, I don't get it. What's up? We building, uh, we building uh, Finn for the uh, Beast. Oh yeah, yeah. I have to. Uh, obviously, um, Finn's gonna get his shot. Man. Yeah, but uh, you know, who knows who's gonna beat Brock Lesnar at this point? Probably uh, a probably, probably a rumble match, wouldn't you think? Breaking news: Tiger pleads guilty to reckless driving and will enter a diversion program to avoid a DUI charge. You know, uh, my initial take. Now that you just said that, the first thing I thought: dead people can't plead guilty. Fair enough. All right. So Tiger Woods alive. Tiger Woods and- is alive, alive <laughs> and well. I think I, I, that that's fair. Fair enough. That's. Dead people it, can't plead guilty. Did it say, did it say uh, any type of sentencing on there? Uh, let me check. I'm not sure. This is poor podcasting etiquette to search, but that's why we have edits. Yeah, that's why we have edits. Uh, it doesn't say anything about. It just says pre-trial diversion program following may DUI charge. Nice. Well, hopefully he can still win the hero. Yeah. <laughs> it gives him time to focus on the hero. 
so we're going back to AJ Styles and Finn Balor before I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah. Impromptu was solid. Uh, just about what I expected, but uh, with a little uh, too sweet action after the match, I, th- I thought it was a well-done job by both of them. Yeah, for, for, for what they were given, great job by those guys. That's, that's, my, that's my main reaction. They didn't have much. They put on a good show. Best, best match of the pay-per-view, in my opinion. Uh, it was my main event. I liked it. It yeah, was good. it was the main event. Now let's, let's move on. Uh, we're, we're not even going to talk about Jason Jordan and Elias Sampson. Uh, we're just going to move on. We're just going to totally skip that match altogether. Go because, so we're go, we'll go straight to the main event. Yep. Uh, my boy. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. <laughs> now, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle looked like the dad that was joining his sons uh, to, in the Shield uh, when he yeah. when they came through the crowd. It looked a little awkward, but I loved every bit of it. Uh, Kurt Angle being my guy for the longest time, uh, my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, it was great to see him back in the ring. He looks a little stiff, but, you know, when you – when you've wrestled that many years and, and it's been a while since you've been in the ring, uh, it, that was expected, but it was good to see him back. I thought he handled himself really well. Um, I think him, him leaving the match for a little bit to take a breather. It was probably the best thing for him. Uh, yeah. letting the, the Mrs. Team implode themselves. I think, I think that was all part of the plan. Um, but that being said, uh, it was a weird, it was a strange main event it, and it was, it looked like it was thrown together at the last minute, which it was. So yeah, it, it, it kind of reminded me of, uh, of a one-on-one match that we had, I think last year of the, the Dean Ambrose, like a Dean Ambrose Bray Wyatt match. I remember watching it for some reason it kept reminding me of that. And I think I didn't like that match. And so I think I automatically started to not like this one, even though it's got, you know, three wrestlers in it that I, that I greatly, four wrestlers in it that I really appreciate. And, um, I don't know for me, sometimes for me, sometimes when you throw too much into one match, as far as a number, I mean, we had eight wrestlers here, so we had eight wrestlers, two teams, three on five. I mean, the situations were a little bit weird. This is a strange, it was a strange match altogether. It was strange. And, and I, I, generally don't enjoy the matches where they have eight wrestlers in it to be honest i it, sometimes it, it just seems like too much for me it seems it's good on paper like battle royale or, or the rumble or something like that it, it seems like a lot it, it, on paper all those all those wrestlers in one ring usually seems like a good idea but it ends up being just a uh, just a cluster of yeah of too much going on at the same time it's hard to focus on what where the real action is uh, I thought the Braun and Kane mini storyline was kind of weird. I didn't really like it. Yeah. I, I kind of expected Kane to turn on Braun without, or one of them to turn on each other with how it was, uh, sticking. Yeah. I would have much rather had just seen, uh, the bar and the Miz versus the shield. I feel like that would have yeah. been way more enjoyable because Cesaro and Sheamus can hold their own in a ring without Braun and Kane. Um, yeah, 100% agree. I also think if you're going to do a three-on-five match, you want to put LeBron and Strowman on the three side. Yeah. I, like, I, I understand the logistics of the match. Like, the Shield is a, is a three-man entity. 
but I think if you're going to do like a like a handicapped match like this, you have to have LeBron being uh, opposite of the handicap. I love I, I love that we're calling him LeBron Strowman. Yeah, by yeah, the way. yeah, he's LeBron. He's essentially the the LeBron of the WWE. Guy's a freak. Oh my gosh! But he's he, he's electric to watch. Oh, by far, by far one of the most entertaining wrestlers I've seen in a long time. Uh, he's bu- he's busy in the uh, back of a uh, trash compactor right now. So yeah, he, well, he might be dead. Yeah, he, LeBron Strowman, dead or alive? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's to be determined. I'm going to say alive, but I honestly hope not because then the wrestling is fake. People can suck one. <laughs> exactly. So. TLC, solid pay-per-view for the most part, but strange at times, and I think uh, there's stuff they can improve on. But for an impromptu pay-per-view, pretty impressive. You, you stick it with a, a B? Yeah, I'll go with a B. I'm going to go with C+. Plus. Yeah, B-. Minus. I, I, wouldn't, I, I think that's where I'm going to keep it. Um, See, because I think it got saved. It got saved by Finn Balor and AJ Styles. Oh, it, had to, it definitely did. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to America's favorite dad, LeVar Ball. LeVar yeah. Ball has been in the news lately, uh, speaking up his uh, his son, obviously, uh, talking about, uh, no, Alonzo's not going to lose two games in a row, which he didn't. So credit to LeVar Ball there. He, he's he's done a pre- he, you know, he said his son was going to go to the Lakers. Yeah, was, he was right. He uh, said his son wouldn't lose two times in one week. He was right. So credit to LeVar Ball really sticking to his guns. But that being said, I don't know how long this uh, his success is going to last if he keeps uh, doing what he's doing. At Lavar's success? Yes, Lavar's success for his son. Okay, I I think that they're on a path for unlimited success. Really? Well, I think their success goes as far as Lonzo goes. To be honest, is is as long as Lonzo is still relevant, Lavar is going to be even more relevant. As little as Lonzo gets relevant, Lavar goes downhill even faster, in my opinion. Well, Lavar's just going to count on the younger sons to stay relevant as well. He's still got kids coming up through the ranks. I mean, he's homeschooling his his one kid right now, Lamelo. Lamelo. Yeah. No game. <laughs> so he's 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 trying to, he, but I definitely think Lonzo is his ticket to maintaining himself in the in the mainstream media. So, uh, as far as Lonzo goes, I think Lonzo is going to be a really good, uh, could be up for rookie of the year this year. Um, he's, he's got a lot of ability obviously, but, uh, you know, if it, it's, it, he's going to have a target on his back. I think obviously that with, with how much talking's being done in his corner, uh, he's, he's going to have a target on his back all year and it's going to be really tough on him. It's just, it's just going to be how he reacts to it and how he responds. And I think that's going to determine whether or not he's going to be successful or not. Uh, yeah. It, and there is a lot of added pressure based off the antics of his father. Um, but it come, he is a good player and I don't think it'll affect him that much. I think it, it, he, he probably understands how his dad is and he's probably been dealing with it for a while. Well, he has been dealing with it for a while. Oh yeah, and, and he's continued success. So, I, I don't, I don't think that a little extra media media attention is gonna is gonna, you know, dismantle him or or anything. I think he's still gonna play solid. Um, it, as far as Lavar goes, I, I love how he's he only owns Big Baller Brand now. He he doesn't own any other clothes. I I love his marketing. He 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 just 
he you you won't see him without big baller brand i i i want to i need a sales figure on big baller brand i need i need to know how they're doing i they got the, they have to be doing well what we need to maintain what what big baller brand stock is uh yeah if they're public i think i should i think i'm going to come back uh next week on the pod on uh monday yeah or Tuesday or whenever we decided we were going to do it uh, with a sales figure for Big Baller Brand. See how he's actually doing. No, I, I he, he has to be doing well, or at least he's going to say he's doing well, which, you know, is a smart business move uh, on his part. But that being said, uh, you know, LeVar, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how long he's going to be able to keep this up, but obviously he's not stopping anytime soon. No. It, it, we got a lot of Lavar in our future, and it's it's a bright future. We we like we're 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 in this podcast for sports and also entertainment, and he's definitely right along the lines of entertainment, and I like it. Uh, I, we're we're close. We're 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 really close to Lavar's own show on ESPN. I feel like we're like we're like just a couple steps away. I I could definitely see somebody somebody picking him up. Yeah. So all right, moving on. Let's move on to our segments. Uh, we got three segments this week. Uh, our first one's tweet of the week. Uh, so uh, you you told me you've got a tweet for us today. That is I do. Tweet of the I week. Do. And I, I just had it up. It is a Steven Crowder tweet from Louder with Crowder. And he tweeted. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Phones exit out of things now automatically. I guess they do that. Um, yeah. So this is what he tweeted. It is a cell phone. YouTube keeps trying to push trans makeup tutorials and food contests that no one watches. They hate that alternative media is thriving. One, I love this tweet because one, he doesn't understand how YouTube works. And, and two, he is admitting that all he does is search trans makeup tutorials and food contests on himself because – that's how YouTube works. My YouTube, when I get on YouTube, it shows Kevin De Bruyne goal highlights and Tiger Woods swing videos. That's what shows up because that's what I search. I got a lot of Watch Mojo stuff on my YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I have. But uh, the uh, top comment on this tweet that I also have is Powder with Crowder. <laughs> commenting on the, on the trans makeup tutorial <laughs> so so he so he's willingly searching these trans makeup tutorials and not only is he willingly searching them he's he's putting it out there on the internet that he is searching them and doesn't understand it no that's <laughs> that's next level is what that is that that's a great it's a it's a great tweet i was happy i ran across that for our segment <laughs> so sticking with the uh the uh uh, I can't even think of the word. Sticking with the uh, social media aspect, yeah, uh, uh, we're going to move on to our next segment called Social Media 101. Our, our subjects this week are Martavis Bryant and Eric Bledsoe, both who have recently gone on to social media to uh, voice their grievances about their current uh, place of, of uh, home. So uh, we'll start with Martavis Bryant, who was on Instagram responding to fans uh, saying – uh, that they can keep Juju. He just wants to get his. Um, he wants to get out of there, obviously. So, uh, yeah. And then Eric Bledsoe, who tweeted, literally tweeted, I don't want to be here. 
Not 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 only did he, did he not just it wasn't a cryptic tweet. He literally just tweeted, "I don't want to be here." It was impressive. Yes. It, it, I mean, it, if you want to voice your uh, displeasure with where you are, you might as well be very forward and blunt about it. And he was, and and I love and his his response, which was great. Uh, he was currently he was at a barber shop, and he was like, "Well, I, I was tweeting that I didn't want to be at the barber shop." Yeah. Really, really. Nobody Come buys on. it. No, oh, wow. I, I don't buy it. So, so let's come up with some some solutions for these guys. Uh, what what can they do on social media to uh, improve their image and and try to maintain uh, or at least try to save face over what they've done? Well, my reaction to Martavis Martavius Bryant Martavius Martavis Mart- Martavis. Mart- Martavis Bryant. I like Martavius. Martavius Bryant. Um, (laughs) So my reaction to him was, uh, so he's in the news for social media. Also teammate that he was, he mentioned in social media, Juju kind of opposite for the reasons around social media. Juju ignored Mia Khalifa. I think he said, Oh hell nah, I'm not falling for this somewhere along those lines, trying to avoid the negative. The negative attention. Martavius Bryant, maybe take some notes from your teammate. Maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't try to sway uh, the media and, and get all in your junk. Because look at Juju; he's obviously doing better than you, and he's doing better on social media, and he's not exposing himself like that. Oh, don't you expo- know what? The thing Especially- about Juju, I think Martavius Bryant needs to get a bike and lose it, just like Juju did. Ah, yes. That's what yeah. that's what needs to happen. I think Martavis yeah. Bryant needs to arrange a bike a bike uh, theft. And yeah. Once they do that, they can be brothers in that, and maybe Martavis Bryant will get more targets because his bike's gone. Yeah, or even like he should one up him and say like uh, his his daughter got stolen. Or well, let's let's not let's not get into kidnapping. Let's let's stick with let's stick with bikes for the time we'll being. Save with the bike. So, uh, or, or maybe he could turn it around and, and, and continue his heel, his heel turn and say that he stole Juju's bike and he won't give it back until he starts getting more targets. You just, you just flipped it completely around. I mean, I, exactly. Who, who's going to come out on top here now after, if he does that, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Juju's going to come, come back and try to find a new team. Probably need him in Atlanta, to be honest. <laughs> Exactly. So, but now we'll move on to Eric Bledsoe. Uh, maybe, maybe don't tweet. You don't want to be here. Maybe, maybe tweet. I enjoy Phoenix. I like the weather. I have well, no problem with the management here. Maybe, maybe legit start tweeting like PR responses to his tweet. Like yeah. I, I've got, I've got no, I mean, he literally just tweeted. He didn't want to be there. So like the only way he can save face is, is coming back to Twitter and saying, just kidding. Uh, I do want to be here. And that's really yeah. all I got. Or, or, or he could start, uh, tweeting a bunch of porn links and then just say his phone has been hacked. Ooh. Uh, what's or uh, or, or just say that one of his, yeah, exactly. Either his phone's been hacked, or he uh, he doesn't have control over his own Twitter. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I th- I think you still have to tweet the porn links. Porn links are important. I agree. If you're trying to save your image, 
you have to tweet porn links. That's the only that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. If, then... if he wants any other team to seriously consider himself as a prospect point guard, Knicks, he has to tweet porn links. That's my advice. I, I agree. Um, so we've we've solved Eric Bledsoe and Martavis or Martavius. We're not sure how to we're not we're not really sure how to say his name. I said Knicks. Little Knicks talk. Little Knicks talk. Hey, let's 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 talk about the Knicks real quick. Not good, uh, Bob. It's it's not it's not great. It's not great right now. Right where we left off. Yeah, it's and and to see Melo thriving in in OKC obviously is is hard, but it it makes me realize what I've been saying the whole time is true. It's not. It has not been Melo. Melo has not been the problem. He, he the, has the problem. The problem is is ownership and management. Obviously, is the problem. And it's not going to, and, and it won't change until that changes. So at least right now we've got Point Zingas um, and Frank Longarms. I can't even pronounce his last name. Right. What? Well, Frank's hurt, right? I don't know. Yeah, Frank's hurt. Yeah, who cares? Uh, I... Yeah, I care too. But it, at this point, I'm just kind of looking forward to when we get the first pick in the lottery. Yeah, see. No, it, at this rate, we will. Uh, eighth. We'll, we'll have the 25% odds and get the eighth pick. <laughs> As per usual. So, all right. Being that you're a current law student, we're introducing our newest segment, Fry's Legal Advice. Are you? I, and I'm, I'm just as excited for this segment as anybody. Uh, so we're going to talk the back pattern. <laughs> so we got uh, Marshawn Lynch's appeal. Marshawn Lynch recently appealed his one-game suspension over making contact with an official. Uh, he did not win this appeal. Is there anything you would have done differently that maybe would have got him to win the appeal? Uh, depending on what he appealed for, we, I'm assuming he just appealed that he didn't, uh, like, I believe, I believe he appealed that got many players have touching the ref, right? Yeah. I believe he so, appealed the fact that, uh, other players have touched the refs and, and nothing's happened to him. I think he, st- I think he, he brought out a bunch of names and was like, these players didn't get suspended, but I did. So I shouldn't get suspended. Um, is there any other uh, there, there are expenses for that? One, I would say, uh, it, it, as a pattern that people don't get suspended for similar conduct, there's a custom pattern. You could argue through custom pattern. You could also argue that he owned the ref, and if you own the ref, you can't harm them you're not you're not liable for any type of of what this would be would be a battery because he touched him if you own him you can't you you can't get in trouble for battery that's that's a fact it's 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 possession you have the right to do with your own property so he should (laughs) with to do with your own property with what you want so you he should have just argued that he owned the ref and he had the right to do whatever he want because he's marshawn lynch and and marshawn lynch has mental real estate and every and everybody in the nfl's head so, so he, he essentially owned the ref's head, by, and by and by doing so, he should be able to do whatever he wants with the referee. If he first established that he owned the referee, he could then establish that 
he is allowed to do with with whatever with his property that he that he that he can. He can do whatever he wants. He can burn it if he wants. Yeah, that that he probably would have won his appeal. Then you're probably right. Uh, and I I think we go back to the tweeting porn links. Maybe he should have done that as well. So maybe they would have thought he was, you know, they would have been a nice distraction. Uh, his if he tweeted porn links, he could have said his mind was hacked. Therefore not liable for the decision that he made on the field to touch the ref. Exactly. So I, I think it all comes back to tweeting porn links. Is so main, main takeaway from the show when in trouble, just tweet porn links and blame it on being hacked. Exactly. I think, I think, I think if, if we've established anything in this show today, it's, it's that tweeting porn links can get you out of anything. We're about life hacks over here, and that, that's one that I think we really we, we hit the head, hit, hit the nail on the head with. Exactly. All right. Uh, solid episode for a, a comeback episode. Uh, I look forward to doing more episodes with you on a weekly basis, hopefully. We're planning on Mondays, I think, is what we planning said. Planning on Mondays, so it sounds good to me. Uh, uh, solid show. Uh, can't wait for next week. Last thoughts? Um, you got any last thoughts? Zach, yeah, A Rod for uh, Yankees manager. A Rod for. I was gonna say, watch out for A Rod getting hired as the new Yankees manager. All right, A Rod, A Rod for manager. Twenty eighteen. Or uh, or Patrick Vieira. Or Patrick Vieira. He he doesn't know who that is. Uh, he's the, he's the other manager that plays at Yankee Stadium, for the <laughs> New York for the New York City Football Club. Wouldn't even, have to, wouldn't even have to change venue. All right. Well, solid show for the most part. I look forward to doing this on a weekly basis. Listeners, cheers. Shot clock turned off.